Uh, Richard Dawkins, your other book, the previous one, uh, which was hugely successful and very entertaining, The God Delusion, created a lot of controversy because some people felt uh, you were being very dismissive of God. Um, And for those who believe very strongly in a religion, they thought it was very insulting. Um, But why do you think that God still remains such a powerful presence for so many human beings, whether it's a, a Muslim God, a, a, a God for the Jewish religion, a God for the Christianity religion, how come God is still so strong? Well, first of all, when, when you say they find it insulting, um, it's just a difference of opinion. And so uh, if you if I said something that you disagreed with politically or, eco- or economics or something, you wouldn't say, oh, I find that insulting because you're espousing monetarism and I'm a Keynesian eco- economist. It's funny the way one uses words like insult and, and offence, but only for religion, not for any other kind of... Uh, I mean, you, you know, we can have a disagreement. It doesn't, you don't have to feel insulted or offended, unless, of course, you haven't got an argument in reply. And, and you, you may feel insulted and offended because you know that you haven't got an argument in reply. And so I just sort of th- throw that out. Now you ask why the three Abrahamic religions have been so successful. Um, they're not the only ones, of course. I mean, Hinduism yes. is, is extremely uh, numerous. Um, and, well, I suppose, given that we have religion at all, something has to be successful. Uh, it might as well be monotheistic uh, religion. As I say, in the case of Hinduism, it isn't. It's polytheistic. Um, the gods of the Greeks and Romans lasted quite a long time as well. Um, Do you think that religion, on the whole, has a negative impact on the human population? Yes, I think the world would be better off without it. And I think it's, um, it, it's, um, it, the, the, the net effect of it is probably bad. Why, why do you say that? Well, I think it's educationally bad because it, um, it teaches children, people, to be satisfied with non-explanations of things. And that might have been okay once upon a time when we didn't have good explanations. Now we do have good explanations. And they're very exciting, very thrilling, enthralling. And to uh, waste the time of children and uh, indeed maybe even deprive children of the opportunity to learn of the wonderful world and universe in which we live uh, because it contravenes a Bronze Age text is very sad educationally, depriving children in that way. So as an educator, I feel very sad about it. Another thing, I think it has a very pernicious moral effect because uh, there are so many people whose morals are based on religion who are obsessed with the kind of morality which tries to interfere with what other people do in private. The religious moralities to a remarkably large extent, concerned with with sexual behaviour, and in and saying you you're not allowed to do so and so, even if you do it in private, with another person who wants to do it, uh, who um, doesn't do anybody any harm. Um, so, the the a good kind of morality would seem to me to say what what you don't do is you don't hurt people, you don't do antisocial things, you don't kill people, you don't steal. Um, but of course, people who, who are religious, Richard, would say that that's exactly what their religion encourages them or, or the way to in, uh, the behavior encourages them to behave in, in, in a proper way. 
that that's what their religions do. Well, to that extent, it's fine. Uh, and and if if I mean, thou shalt not steal, and thou shalt not mm. kill is is fine. You don't need religion for that. I mean, as Christopher Hitchens has said, do you really imagine that before Moses came down with the tablets from the mountain, people said people said to him when he came down, oh, thou shalt not kill. Oh, we thought that was killing was rather a good idea. Oh, right, thou shalt not kill. Of course they didn't. I mean, killing is not a good idea. Stealing is not a good idea. Society doesn't work if you kill and steal all the time. But the, the, the fact is that the, particular, the peculiarly religious morality is about private interference. It's about people, priests, sticking their noses in people's private lives. Um, and that, I think, is disgusting. Uh, and... Um, People should be allowed to do what they like, so long as it doesn't actually hurt others. But of course, as you know, and this has been said to you many times, religion does give solace to people, and it gives them maybe faith that their lives will be better, could be better, will be better in the afterlife, and perhaps keep them, keeps them as happier people. That's possible. I, I'm somewhat sceptical of it, but uh, are you really saying that, that because it makes you feel good that you want to believe a lie? You think it's all a lie, do you? Well, the premise is that it's a lie. I mean, you, 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 you offered the argument with the implicit, even if it's a lie, it does still gives consolation. If it isn't a lie, then that, that, that's fine. But, uh, but my assumption is that, it, is that it's well, false anyway. Uh, and therefore, the fact that it gives consolation, I'm asking you whether is consolation so important that you would prepare, you'd be prepared to... To, to tell people something that's consoling, even if it's not true. To yep. some extent, I would, actually. I mean, if, if, if somebody is, um, is, is, is on their deathbed and they're frightened of dying, I'm not going to go barge in and, and, and tell them that their faith is, is, is a lot of nonsense. But some people, of course, would argue that it was their faith that maybe kept them from getting depressed, from committing suicide, from just kind of thinking, oh, I don't want to stay in this life anymore. That may be. Um, so what? I mean, uh, um, I, I'm, I care about what's true. I'm writing a book about what I, what I think is true, and I give reasons for that. Um, if you're afraid of the truth because you think it'll spoil your consolation, don't read the book. And presumably, you would also subscribe to the scientific idea that there is no afterlife, that, you know, we've... We <laughs> <laughs> we're here for as long as we're here and that's it, I'm afraid. There's nothing else going to happen once we die. How could there be an afterlife? I mean, you think about it. Um, we've got brains in our heads. The brains in our heads are clearly what's doing the thinking, what's doing the personality, what's doing the, the, re the reasoning, the feeling. How could there possibly be an afterlife? It's ridiculous. It's, ju it's just it's wishful thinking quite clearly. But can you see how that shatters the... The, the notions, the ideas, the illusions of millions and millions of people around this world who want to believe that they're going to go away after this paradise, after they snuff it here on Earth, and life is just going to be fantastic for them. Well, okay, if they want to believe it, that's fine. Don't read my book. But, but um, if you want to, to, to know the truth, then look at all the evidence. But how do you know that there isn't uh, an afterlife? I don't know it. I've just given you a reason for thinking it highly implausible. And what about uh, reincarnation? I, I, I doubt you're going to subscribe to that either. Why on earth should it be? Um, uh, I mean, you know, think back to before you were born. Think back to the, you know, what did, what did it feel like for you when the dinosaurs were around? You weren't there, were you? <laughs> you be just like that after you're dead.
from what you describe it, and you look at it from a very, very scientific and very informed point of view, of course, the natural conclusion is that for those who do believe in religion, um, they have been very successfully brainwashed over the last, you know, couple of thousand years. Yep. Do you think religion is just a form of brainwashing? Uh, it's, yes, and extremely successful at that. I mean, p partly because they get children young. And they make damn sure they get children young. I mean, the one thing they really, really go for is is making sure they're in charge of, of the schools. And you've noticed that. I mean, in, in Ireland as much as anywhere. They, they make it their business to, to monopolize the minds of, of, of children. Well, Richard Dawkins, author of your new book, The Greatest Show on Earth, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.